0: revolutionary talk for revolutionary times promoting peace liberty and prosperity around the clock liberty Talk.fm.
1: Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on good! Let's get it started. Ha. Let's get it started. In yeah. here. Let's get it started. Ha. Let's get it started what's up what's up everybody we are
2: back and could not be more excited if we tried we are recording here at halftime of the first game of the NFL season kickoff has finally begun for 2018 and we are bringing you the shows that we love to bring you the most and that is us talking about gambling it has been a year and a half hiatus for Roz in terms of gambling I have not put in a sports bet for a while there was some collusion and uh, misrepresentation of my name with a bookie not to be mentioned but was pals and and a former iwu um, graduate but i am back in the betting game i'm very excited i placed my first bet which was atlanta pick them against the eagles opening night we're at halftime like we said currently 48 seconds left so hopefully the falcons can put something together i'm against matt bryan in fantasy so if he could slow down a little bit that'd be kind of nice but i did for my first pick we're gonna do five picks that we usually do i took atlanta with the pick i'm hoping to start off 1-0 this season xander It's opening night of the NFL season. Before we get into our picks, do you have anything you'd like to say?
0: Yeah, I'm super pumped. Um, NFL is here, and we're sitting here, like you said, at halftime. Didn't get to see the start of the game because I was playing softball, committed to the team, but I'm excited to catch the second half. Um, From what I've read, what I heard on the radio, kind of a sloppy game so far. We've got 6-3 and 45 seconds. Well, maybe we get a field goal before half, but kind of a sloppy game here. Eagles offense Looks a lot like it did in the preseason. Not a lot of movement, not a lot of action. And there's reports that Carson Wentz might not be out this week one, but it could be a few weeks in quotation marks. Who knows what that means? We remember what it meant with Andrew Luck last year. It turned out to be 16 weeks. Um, so with that being said, uh, Matt Ryan kind of slinging the ball a little bit. A little inaccurate, but Julio Jones... Already has 70 receiving yards in the first half. And I have to say, I didn't take the Falcons as a pick but I do like the bet. Um, I think this Eagles team is very good, but obviously without Carson Wentz, I mean, Nick Foles went on one of the best runs I think that we've ever seen in NFL playoff history last year. Um, This Falcons team is good. They're a very good team. Um, Excited to watch this year. A guy I'm really excited about is Calvin Ridley. Um, Obviously the number one on that team is Julio Jones, and I think Mohamed Sanu is your typical average number two receiver. But I think Calvin Ridley kind of spouts off this year. And he's kind of a dark horse for me to win NFL rookie of the year.
2: So what I'm taking away from this first half, and I like your Calvin Ridley um, er, analysis. So what I'm taking away from the first half is what happened all of last year. What, how it all started was fantastic. They were getting the ball to Julio Jones. He had 1400 receiving yards last year, only three touchdowns. And let me keep in mind, all three touchdowns came against me in fantasy football, which is absolutely ridiculous. Julio Jones is a ball magnet. And let me explain where this analogy is going. So he's a ball magnet. He already has 70-plus receiving yards in the first half. They were in the red zone twice. All right? They're in the red zone twice, once on the one-yard line, and they couldn't get Julio Jones the ball. Because what happens when you flip a magnet to face one another? They like push off of it. I feel that's the relationship that Julio Jones has with the end zone. As much as he can catch the football and as much as the ball finds him, he never finds his way into the end zone with this ball. And I don't know if it's completely his blame, although they showed that he mistimed his jump in the NFC um, playoff game that they faced the Eagles last year. I I just don't see why he can't. He's the biggest, most unbelievable specimen on the field. How can Matt Ryan not get him the ball? I do put part of the blame on Matt Ryan. But this team really would click better if they continued to drive like they were doing and finished off their drives. They don't look like that team right now. Devontae Freeman's been sidelined for a little bit in the first half. I don't know what that deal is. I know Tevin Coleman's been getting his share Um It's interesting to me. I don't know what's happening, but the Falcons are upsetting me, being one of my picks, and not being able to finish when they've had two inside-the-ten opportunities.
0: Yeah, they really had a big chance to blow this game open, and you're exactly right, Roz. Um, Julio Jones, for as good as he is in the open field and catching the ball, it's just amazing how they can't get him the ball more in the red zone. Um, I feel like, you know, I put a little blame on both parties here, but a guy who's that much of a physical specimen and is tall, is lengthy, um, has great hands. It's amazing they can't get him the ball more in the red zone because it's not exactly like they have you know, some of any amazing red zone targets on that team. I mean, Mohamed Sanu, Calvin Ridley, Austin Hooper, guys aren't exactly ball magnets inside the 20. You'd think you'd try to force it um, to your number one guy who's probably a top three receiver in the league in Julio Jones, but I think that's going to change this year. I think this Falcons team... Um, needs to find a little more success on the offensive side of the ball. And I think that'll come with getting the ball to their best receiver, um, where it inside the red zone. So I'm looking for Julio to actually catch a touchdown in the second half here. Um, but yeah, super excited. I know we got all our picks that we just wrote down. Um, week one of the NFL is here and we've got probably the best Sunday of the year with the first week of the NFL and the first week of the Sunday morning men's
2: now Arlington Heights bowling league yeah it's very exciting sundays are once again a day to be cherished and look forward to in the course of a week but let's start us off with the bets we're also doing that Pickems league again which is you pick or survivor league i apologize we're doing a survivor league again you pick a team each week that you want to win in order to advance i'm going with the saints in the survivor league and i'm also going with them for one of my picks at minus 10 it'll be the biggest spread i'm taking this week there is no james winston a lot of confusion in Tampa Bay, and Ryan Fitzpatrick has never been really one of those stout quarterbacks to really lead a team. So I'm very excited for Drew Brees and the Saints to be opening it up at home with a 10 point spread. I think they absolutely dominate this game, win it 33 to 14.
0: I wouldn't be surprised at that, but I'm a little, I'm a little lot, uh, cautious when it comes to division rivals, you know, especially first game of the year. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a career backup and usually plays like one, but. I don't know. I do like the Saints team a lot this year. I feel like they, they might face a little hiccup here in week one. Um, but you hear a lot of talks about an outside candidate for MVP being Drew Brees. I hope that's the case because I have him in about three of my leagues.
2: Um, I'm really looking One with to me. One with the sporting, you. The Sporting Edge has a partnered-up team for the first time ever. This is very exciting for Wits and Roz.
0: We do. And we made the executive decision to bench J.H.I.E. in favor of Jamal Williams for week one. Working out pretty and well right now. Announcement, if anybody wants to be a
2: part of this, feel free to reach out to us at the Sporting Edge. We would be happy to have you on the team. Only a $5 buy-in and let us know. It'll be a great team.
0: Oh, yeah, First off, we've been on the Sporting Edge in a, a long time. Um, but going to my first pick of the 2018 NFL season, <clears throat> I hate the half point, but I am taking the Baltimore Ravens. Minus 7.5 at home against the Buffalo Bills. Um so when I look at the Bills' offense, you got LaShawn McCoy, who may or may not be suspended this season. you got a fat, out-of-shape, overweight Calvin Benjamin, and you've got Nathan Peterman starting, who is the only man in NFL history to throw five interceptions in one half. I like the Ravens. Um, I mentioned last week I think the Ravens are going to make a run at the AFC East, um, <clears throat> AFC East title, and I, I think Joe Flacco... Kind of finds himself a little bit this year. I think last year it was pretty rough for him, but I think this Baltimore team is going to be a pretty complete team. You look at both sides of the ball. Uh, I think they're going to make a lot of things happen, and I think they just stomp on Buffalo this week. Also have them as my survivor pick. So um, a lot of things could go wrong in Week One for me if Baltimore decides not to show up. Um, but that is all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss a show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm and amfm247.com. We're going to be coming at you all year with NFL. we got NCAA football. had a great week one. Um, Not so great for our picks, but we're going to get to our week two picks. (laughs) Before you know it, we're doing five games in the NFL this year too, so it's going to be a full slate every week. We'll see you after the break, everybody. Don't miss out. This
2: is the Sporting Edge. what's up what's up everybody we are back and we're going to keep rattling off our picks we went through Notre Dame not Notre Dame New Orleans and Baltimore I already explained in the first uh, session that I had taken the Atlanta Falcons prior to the game so with my actual money being on the line they constitute one of my five picks I know you guys will not be able to pick them yourselves but Atlanta is one of my picks this week after that I have Green Bay that's my other very favorite pick it is minus seven at home against the Chicago Bears I understand the excitement of Bears fans now having Khalil Mack yeah, yeah. on the defensive front. Um, I'm not very concerned because that wasn't really where they were lacking. Their front eight weren't really that bad. They weren't great. They had but Floyd coming up. we did up.
0: not have a pass rusher like Camille, Khalil Mack on that.
2: You guys well. didn't, so I understand. So the impact he can make, maybe you know, I'd even allow him to have two sacks if it didn't hurt Aaron Rodgers, but it's the secondary that Aaron Rodgers has done so well against with seven touchdowns at home in the last two meetings against the bears I'm very I'm not really concerned if you wanted my honest opinion the bears will be what the bears are going to be they're still learning Mitch Trubisky only in his second season
0: Trubisky get it right it's year 2 it's he'll have to be year four before busy. I finally
2: say it right. I'm just going to start calling him Mitchy Boy. Um, but Aaron Rodgers, I've heard things from Tony Romo. I've heard it from Brady Quinn. They believe Aaron Rodgers, who's been held in check with this whole collarbone situation, is about to come out Sunday night on NBC and perform one of the greatest single regular season games of all time. I'm looking at seven touchdowns potentially from Aaron Rodgers, so this seven-point spread will not be too much. I'm very excited for the Packers season to begin. It'll be an exciting game, and I'm glad they're my third pick of the NFL season.
0: I'm not so sure Uh, Bears defense was a top-ten defense in all of football last year and just added probably the best pass rusher in all of football. Um, I know you're going to be nervous the entire game, hoping that Khalil Mack just just absolutely destroy Aaron Rodgers, but – um, I kind of stayed away from this game because I, I agree with you that it could be um, an absolute shit show with Aaron Rodgers. But I have a feeling our Chicago Bears are going to play this game pretty tight. Hopefully Mitch Trubisky takes a step forward in year two. Um, and yeah, we, we will see what happens. But I, I think this Bears team is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, and I think they're going to make things interesting in the NFC North with three possible playoff contenders with the Lions, Vikings
2: and Packers absolutely take us to your next pick which maybe it'll be less of a spread and a little less intimidating
0: yeah you know i usually like to keep it a little more interesting than you with your you know greater than eight point spreads or whatnot <laughs> but i'm taking the new york giants plus three at home Ugh. versus the jacksonville jaguars i i am one of the few people this year who is not very high on the jags i think they're overbought and i'm gonna sell at the top um on the other hand, I think the New York Giants are going to surprise a lot of people this season. I think you're going to see a weaker Dallas Cowboys team. I think you're going to see a weaker Philly team. And I'm not so sure about Washington right now. I do love Alex Smith, but I don't see him being the you know the main reason that they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're good enough. Watch out for the Giants this year. Saquon Barkley, OBJ, and my brother Eli Manning are going to put on a show week one Sunday at noon. Don't miss it. I think he- if
2: you're ever if you're ever looking to sell Xander something, whether it's a stock, a <laughs> product, not- a team, if all you have to do is put New York in front of it and he will buy. He will buy, 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 and never sell. Because he is stuck in La La Land, he is stuck in the Big Apple, a place I don't even think he's ever been. <laughs> and he loves the Mets. He loves the Giants. I'm excited to see how this first pick turns out for him.
0: Yeah, it's amazing how much love I've given to New York the past two years and how little they've given back to me. And it's funny, you're right, I have never even... You know, I've been to the state of New York when I went to Cooperstown, but that's not really New York as we all think of it. But honestly, I mean, I think Saquon Barkley and OBJ are going to be a dynamic duo this year in the NFL. I think they're going to... For
2: a very old and fading quarterback.
0: uh, Not old, not fading, eat your words... Look at Tom Brady, look at Aaron Rodgers, look at Peyton Manning. Broke the single-season touchdown record when he was as old as Eli. So I don't know what you're talking about. There's longevity in the Manning family. There's longevity at the quarterback position in the upper echelon category. Um, And I think Eli just got to put up two fingers, two rings. This is going to be a great year for the New York football giants. It's all going to start week one. Eli Manning, 300 yards and three touchdowns. Jalen Ramsey will go down in flames will not be able to guard OBJ, and the start of a horrible season for the Jacksonville Jaguars will commence against my New York Giants.
2: Well, I'm going to take the segue since you brought up Tom Brady and his age because I'm actually picking against Tom Brady in the Patriots week one as they are my fourth pick as I'm taking Houston plus six on the road. I know that is a tough one, but just look at the way the game unfolded last year. Very exciting, high-powered game. I think Deshaun Watson, much like Aaron Rodgers, has been waiting to get back onto the field. He looked absolutely impressive. He has the number one weapon to me in the NFL and DeAndre Hopkins. I'm excited. I don't necessarily think Houston will pull it off, but I like plus six. I think that's enough points to be within. I think this game finishes 34-31 potentially in the Patriots' favor, or that could be the score that Houston will like to see as they win 34-31.
0: Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how Deshaun Watson comes back after missing a lot of action. Um, really lit the league on fire last year. I still remember watching him play that first half of football, and I was like, eh, I don't know if he's going to make it, and then ends up being one of the best fantasy quarterbacks around until he got hurt. Um, so I think... You know, much like Houston was last year, they're going to have a chance to do a lot of great things if only they can stay healthy. Just remember, J.J. Watt went down last year. Deshaun Watson, a lot of key pieces on that team. Uh, they weren't able to stay healthy, um, and they're in a division that I think is very winnable. You look at the Jags, who I think I think are a good team, but I think beatable. You look at the Colts, and you know I can't really say much about the Colts right now. Andrew Luck. It's, and it's a Luck, wait and see with Andrew Luck at least, but. Even when Andrew Luck was good, even when Peyton Manning was really good, the Colts were never that good. They were single-handedly carried by Manning. Um, and then you look at the Titans, who
2: are pretty good, I guess. I'm not sure. i will give them the pretty, pretty good. like Second pretty. I think Mariota's going to have a very upbeat year, so I think uh, it'll be an yeah, see. I don't think they're Ari- a sludge team.
0: Wrong sport, Mariota, not Arietta.
2: Close. I said Mariota.
0: Nah, I think you said Arietta uh, this there? is one
2: of those things. If we go back in the tape, it's going to say Mariota, you were going to be wrong. I might have said Marietta, but I meant okay. to say Mariota. Right.
0: So, whatever. Splitting hairs. Um, but yeah. So that is your oh, that your third pick.
2: That was my fourth pick. I've got one left, so I was going to let you go between either your other NFC East um, pick or your NFC West pick.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go in the NFC West. This is going to be a big year for Phillip Rivers and the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I think this
2: might be the year where you find This is your AFC West pick. (laughs) We're we're really messing up here on the first football weekend.
0: We'll get it down eventually. Don't you worry. I hate the half point here. I'm looking at CBS. I could probably find minus three somewhere. But you know what? I'll live up to my word. I'll take Chargers minus three and a half at home versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm pretty high on the Chiefs this year too. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to do a lot of great things. A lot of weapons over there. We've Got Travis Kelsey, Kareem Hunt, Tyreek Hill. Um, but I really love the Chargers this year. You know, I think two key guys for that team: Joey Bosa, um, Philip Rivers. You know, really hasn't gotten it done when it comes to winning postseason football games in Los Angeles, formerly San Diego. But I love the Rivers, Gordon, and Keenan Allen trio. I think Keenan Allen, one of the best receivers in football, if he can stay healthy, he's going to put up just as big, if not bigger numbers than he did last year, which he was a top five fantasy receiver. And Melvin Gordon, as much as people hate on him, one of the biggest volume backs in the NFL, great for fantasy, I think great for real football. If he can get that yards per carry average up around four this year, this Chargers team is going to be very scary. Um, But week one, I think this is going to be a bit of a blowout. I think Chargers by 14 against Kansas City
2: that's very fair and I'm gonna let you go because I was ahead I have four picks in already with my Atlanta New Orleans Houston Green Bay you've got I would talk about your Rams pick because me and you share one pick this week which will be very interesting Wow what pick is that you uh, took the you took the Rams okay oh of Los Angeles wow you pick. forgot your picks
0: well I was, I was trying to think what uh, other one was my picks but
2: regardless we're splitting the Washington one but you can start with the Rams fine.
0: Um, yeah, so I like the Rams minus four on the road against the Raiders. Um, I think it's going to be a big year for, I was about to say St. Louis again, Los Angeles. Um, I think, you know, Todd Gurley going to have another great year and really this Rams defense, I think is going to control the league. Um, you look at the addition of Ndamukong Suh and to an already very stout unit over there in Los Angeles. I think this is going to be a very solid football team and I'm looking for them If they don't get to the NFC Championship, I think it's a disappointment for them this year. I think they definitely have the tools. Um, They have all the players. They have a third-year quarterback who is definitely on the upswing and Jared Goff. But stay tuned for our last pick, a little more breakdown of the NFL. This is the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss the show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm and amfm247.com. And we'll be back after
1: the break. That will help you, give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbershow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbershow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubb at the to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, the show.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. what's up what's up
2: we are back for our third segment me and wits did come to a conclusion on one of our picks and we're actually going to be betting the same way this week as we were both taking washington plus one on the road we found it a very intriguing game i i don't know if i'm going to trust washington down the stretch they're not a team i typically like to go for but i'd like to see alex smith in his new environment i really think that um he's not CBS. Well, CBS real quickly. I think he doesn't have all the same weapons he had in Kansas city, but I think Washington is going to need to find places to pick up their wins because it's a tough division they're in. And I don't know if losing this first week game would be helping them down the line.
0: Yeah. I think Washington's offense is very interesting right now because you know, you had rookie running back Darius Geis, um, you know, looking to be the bell cow in that backfield, went down with a torn ACL early in the preseason and now they have the man who I think I would like to compare to Tiger Woods. We talked about this earlier this week. Adrian Peterson is kind of the Tiger Woods of the NFL. One of the best players at his position, maybe of all time, um, when he was in his prime. And for the past few years, we're kind of just waiting. We've seen a couple sparks here and there, waiting for the day when Adrian Peterson and his, you know, never ending. Um, amazing style of running back, comes back to play.
2: How about 11 carries, 55 yards in the last preseason game? And he was running it hard. I think Adrian Peterson has... Just enough left in the tank to go out on top here in Washington and have a, a fantastic season, and I think that's a dimension that Washington hasn't been able to solidify in years past. And with Alex Smith, I really do like the the emergence of this older Adrian Peterson, that like I said, still has enough in the tank to get past this Arizona Cardinals lacking defense.
0: Yeah, so we'll see if he has enough left in the tank. But I think two key guys I'm looking at in um, the receiving corps for Washington this year. One, Jameson Crowder. Can he stay healthy? I think one of the better slot receivers in the NFL when he's able to stay on the field. I think he's going to be a big weapon for Alex Smith this year. And a guy who I'm looking to have a breakout year, Josh Doxson. I think nice. he goes for 1,200 yards and eight touchdowns this year. Alex Smith is going to find him down the field. He's going to find him in the screen game. He's going to find him everywhere. I think you know one of the bigger-bodied, talented receivers in football and i think alex smith is the perfect guy to pair him with um say what you want about alex smith but he does know how to move the ball downfield i think that's always been one of the biggest knocks on him is he doesn't make big plays but if you watch any of the kansas city Chiefs last year you saw Tyreek kill just absolutely running past defenders almost every week a lot of that had to do with alex smith as well so i'm looking for a big game out of those two guys um like i said super excited to watch adrian peterson and one of the reasons I'm taking the Redskins is because I'm, I'm just not sure about Sam Bradford anymore. Um, the guy the guy is one of the most frail quarterbacks in the history of the NFL.
2: And, right. I'm very much not sold on him.
0: Right. Um, but I, I am excited to see David Johnson get back in the swing of things. I don't think they're going to be throwing him anymore, uh, any more wheel routes down the field this year. Once was enough last year, and he only got that one catch all year. Um Yeah, it was pretty ugly, but I just don't think Arizona is going to be very good this year. I think it's going to be a down year for the NFC West. Um, I think Seattle, Arizona are going to struggle. Should be pretty interesting, though, with um, San Francisco. I think they're going to be pretty good. And...
2: I it's, The NFC West is a tough division for me right now. I don't know how good Seattle is going to be. I think Arizona is going to be at the bottom of the league. And then Jimmy Grappler, 7-0 or whatever he is, he's got a tough road ahead of him. And I don't know what – I can see San Francisco being 8-8, and which would be better than their last year record. But I don't see many people in the NFC West competing with the Los Angeles Rams. But like I always say, we've beat the nail into the horse's head. Yes. We've he got did. to move forward and talk college football last week me and you went two and three and this is this has got to be jared rubin our super fans favorite time of the year for the sporting edge because this just allows him to spend his day listening to our show and then going and checking up on our on our records and he he knows it we had we had a tough go this week going two and three um i was I, in a sense i think i went two and zero oh for the week because i was very adamant about the sec and the pure dominance they will have i know lsu came out and just throttled miami and i know that auburn handled their business, and beat Washington. I was very big on the SEC. I think, I think I'm think i 2-0. and We can erase the three losses I have.
0: <laughs> I don't think we're going to do that. I don't think Rube would let you do that. Um, pretty disappointing week for me as well. I started off 2-0. and um, Stanford, West Virginia looked great. And then the next three teams I picked looked about as bad as you could. Um, Michigan, ugh. Another year. I, I,
2: another. We have to talk about Michigan, Michigan, because it's like, is it time? Do we fire Jim Harbaugh? Is that what we're calling for? He is eight and eight in the last sixteen games. So what do we do now?
0: uh it's tough. I mean, it was a hard. I know it was a one score game. Honestly, very hard to watch. Though I thought, you know, the emergence of Shea Patterson. I think did I say his name right. I think that's his. You name. said it
2: right. It's. But it, um, they just—I don't even think he deserves the name. How bad he played! I think yeah, that he needs to be benched.
0: It was a very uninspiring effort from a team that I thought had a pretty decent shot at making the college football playoff. Um, and now that road is going to be very, very tough. I think Michigan will have to win out and win the Big Ten to get into the into the playoff.
2: I think um, only to be considered. Like yeah, it, I mean, it would be tough.
0: It would be tough. Um, I think you got to give a little prop props though to Notre Dame. They were pretty solid, but um, very closely watching Michigan in this matchup. And again, Jim Harbaugh failed to pull out a big game. Like you said, 8-8. Eight and eight, Just not good. Um, you know, for a team that he really brought back into the limelight. Ten wins right. the
2: first two years. And well, the best stat about it is since 2011, they haven't won on the road against an AP Top 25 team. And also since 2011, they have won road win against rivals. And that win came against a 3-9 and nine Michigan State on the road. So Harbaugh really isn't really cu- – he's not cutting is what I would have to say. And I think uh, this season will be telling. And I don't know if they finish – eight and six or if they finish worse than that but this could be the end of Jim Harbaugh let's glance over your FSU pick we were disappointed Virginia Tech took them down Miami went down to my LSU pick but we wanted to rag on somebody I also picked Michigan got that wrong and I picked FAU which couldn't have been further away but we wanted to rag on this team a team that we had some hopes for a team that we believed had a shot they're 23rd in the, er, in the country Texas minus 14 a brutally brutally bad pick
0: yeah, Texas not only upset me, I'm with Ricky Fowler. CBS. And um, Ricky Fowler was
2: upset with it too, Texas clearly, so, I mean, says he guessed.
0: Had. um Not only did they not cover, didn't win the game straight up to a Maryland team. For the second year in a row to a Maryland right. team. Right, and this stat is pretty mind blowing. <laughs> Texas, uh, excuse me, Maryland 2 and 22 against AP top 25 teams in their past 24 matchups both of those wins against Texas Um, and I also took Texas in my college football wins pool picked five teams for the year um, and their wins from last year can add up to more than 40 so I was saying "Ah, six I think they had six or seven wins last year Texas team I think this could be a good value pick and they decided to go out and lose as a two touchdown favorite on opening day it was disgusting
2: absolutely disgusting yeah yeah, and It was disheartening to watch. It's a program where I don't like. If you're, is it's not Brian Harmon who is? It's Tom Herman who he's the one running the team, right? Yeah. He needs to spend less time with Zach Smith in the strip club and more time in the coaching (laughs) office learning how to put plays together because that is brutal. And just like Shaka Smart, who's I'm talking about the wrong sport, but just like Charlie Strong, he's going to have a quick tenure in Texas if he can't turn this around. So those were our losses. We're two and three, Xander. Obviously, we're one way. Win, one win away from being back to 500. Let's begin a little bit of our... I think we run through the non-top 25 matchup picks. I'm going to tell you, I went completely Big Ten in my picks this week with Iowa against Iowa State, minus four. Iowa's at home. I love that pick. Northwestern hosting Duke, I have it, minus three. And Penn State on the road against Pittsburgh, they're minus nine. That's my biggest spread of the week. Um, so I'm riding the Big Ten pretty heavy on my non-power... Or non. Um, Power, or the non ranked teams in the country, those are my picks this week.
0: Yeah, for my picks, uh, I'm going to pick against the number one team in the nation, Crimson Tide, right now. Taking Arkansas State plus 36 on the road. Um, Arkansas State, I think, a very underrated team in college football this year, and by no means do I think they'll win this game. I think they're going to cover, they were another team that I have in my college football wins pool. I had seven wins last year. I think they're going to get to 10 this year. I think this game. I'm not gonna say they're keep it close, but I I think it's within 20. Um, that is Saturday at 2:30. Going down the rest of the list. Can't even find my other picks. You want to help a brother out here, Roz?
2: You took Kentucky plus 13 and a half.
0: Yeah. So I'm actually, you know, I, I most of my games are staying uh, pretty close to the top 25. I've got Kentucky plus 13 and a half on the road against the 25th ranked Florida Gators. Never been a Florida fan, really, in my entire life. They've always disappointed team, me.
2: The Sporting Edge is not Team Florida, that's yeah. for sure. If
0: you remember the Tennessee debacle last year, Um it was, it made, my, made my hate well, in my heart grow even stronger for them.
2: One of the more epic losses that the Sporting Edge has ever with, stood. Um, and then you also took Clemson minus 12 as a non-top 25 matchup.
0: Yeah, Clemson minus 12 against Texas A&M. Um, Clemson was our, was our team last year, I think We picked them probably six or seven times. I think they only lost one time against the spread. I'm sticking with it this year. I think they go in, beat the Aggies by 40 because they're just not that good. That is all the time we have here for the Sporting Edge, everybody. If you miss his show, you know where to find us, libertytalk.fm, amfm247.com. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Sporting Edge with Wits and Roz. Roz, we got two big matchups left to pick, and surprise, surprise, we we're both on the same side.
2: Let's hear it. Underdog well, city. We're, we are underdog city this week, and it was these picks were tough. And we had we told you our rule was we were going to pick two or three game or matchups that were in the top twenty-five. These are the only two this week in total. We'll start with USC Stanford. Stanford did get you your first win in the college football season last week, and USC looked to be struggling, honestly, in the first half against their opponent last week. But we both went USC plus six and a half. This is at Stanford. It's an early uh, Pac-12 matchup. This is, I would say for me, this is the last, last leg I'm giving USC. The last shot, last opportunity to be like, Ethan, we're not totally a dead dynasty. And I know their dynasty's still not intact, but not a dead program that once was one of the most prestigious in the country. I think they need to go out there and not only cover this spread, but I think they need to beat Stanford to make the Pac-12 look any bit relevant.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think this, this is a huge matchup for USC. It'll be interesting to see what does Bryce Love do this week. You know, Stanford looked fantastic, but for you know a possible Heisman Trophy candidate, 18 rushes for 29 yards, that's just not going to get it done. Um, I do like USC. I think that they can limit the explosive plays from the Stanford Cardinal. No S on the end. Um, I think they could be pretty successful in this game, and who knows? Maybe USC finds their way in the top ten at the end of things. But you know, I do like them on the road, like I said, plus six and a half. So we're staying true. We're not getting the seven points, but I think they win this game straight up. Um, I think it's going to be an awesome matchup.
2: Yeah, I would love to see it for the Trojan Knights. We could sing the fight on. Like I told you, I will be at the Coliseum this year, so I would love to bring the sporting edge with a positive note there, but any loss can damper that. So our next and last pick is another top 25 matchup, and that is South Carolina plus 10 against Georgia. I think we're on a rolling hangover. I think Georgia is not the team they were last year, and I've heard in some aspects they're better. But I'm taking it the other way around. I don't think they are better. I don't think they're at the caliber they were last year. And they can prove me wrong this week if they beat my South Carolina plus 10 pick. I like South Carolina here, another team in the SEC that hasn't been performing to par um, with the explosiveness and the recruiting they've had in years past. But you know what? This could be the year they say, hello, we're back in the SEC. Take us plus 10 against Georgia. <laughs>
0: They're talking to us. It's been a long time since South Carolina has has really had a spectacular football team. Um, And this Georgia team, while they are very good, the loss of Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle, I think will show up a little bit in this game. One guy that I'm looking for um, on the Gamecocks is their All-American wide receiver, Debo Samuel, who actually missed most of last year with a broken leg. But I think he's going to come up huge in this game. Caught a touchdown in Week 1. Only seven receptions for 56 yards, but I think they're going to lean on him very heavily this year. Um, And in this game, I think this is going to be a very close game. I think Jake Bentley um, is going to show us some stuff. They won 49-15 week one. Didn't really get tested against South Carolina, or excuse me, against Coastal Carolina. But I think this will be a great matchup. Um, And I like the fact that they're at home. I think that's going to play into this as well.
2: Yeah, I mean... That's pretty much our wrap on the picks. We still have some college football to talk about. We'll just run through the top ten as they haven't really shifted. We had a couple moves. It was Wisconsin fell down a slot, oddly, to – Allow Ohio State to hop them to the number four. Ohio State winning 77-31 to 31 against Oregon State, an offense that looked absolutely unstoppable and a fierce force moving forward in the college football season. Defense struggled a little bit. We'll have to see how their DBs pick up play moving forward. Obviously, they're playing without Urban Meyer at the helm. Wisconsin winning 34-3 against Western Kentucky probably not an impressive enough win so they fell down to five washington fell three slots from six obviously losing to auburn auburn only hopped up two spots they got to seven winning that 21-16 matchup that was a great win for us notre dame hopped into the top 10 as they are now number eight after beating michigan 24-17 and then we've got respectively your stanford cardinals who moved up three spots from the 13th ranked position to 10 after beating san diego state 31 to 10 I think Stanford and Washington, who are now sitting in this 9-10, and they want to hang on for the Pac-12. They're going to need to have a nice stretch of run here. I hope USC can nix that for Stanford. But I would like to see the Pac-12 be a little bit more relevant when it comes down to the stretchers here in the college football playoff race.
0: Yeah, you know, Washington, I'm a big fan of that team. and I think they played Auburn really tough in Week 1 and had a chance at the end of the game um, to come out and win. I think they're going to still have a very good season, but... Top ten. We're gonna break it down every week, but we have to give a little love now. We forgot about it last week, but we've been we've been neglecting. We've been neglecting Major League Baseball, but we have a playoff coming up. Um, so let's take a look around the league. Go over first two divisions that are absolutely meaningless right now: the AL East and the AL Central. Um, a ten-game lead for the Red Sox and sixteen and a half-game lead. For the Cleveland Indians. Those divisions are over. We have the Yankees sitting atop the AL wildcard right now. And the AL West, our Oakland A's, they dropped two out of three last week against Houston. That was a tough, tough series. You had a walk-off home run in the third game of that series. Um, but as it sits now, Oakland looking pretty, pretty good for that second wildcard spot. The Seattle Mariners have just ate their way out of the wild card they're 6 games behind Oakland 9 games behind the Astros but as boring as the American League is right now let's take a look at the National League cuz we still have a great race in the NL East the Phillies just cannot get over the Miami Marlins curse they dropped a huge game to them a Wednesday night um as we sit here on Thursday night they're 3 games back of the Braves who aren't doing themselves any favors they're 4 and 6 in their last 10 Moraz got to talk about the NL Central and the NL West two of the best races in baseball right now.
2: Well, let's get into it because the Cubs who couldn't get past their Brewers curse. They've had a tough stretch against the Brewers. I'm looking at playoff or playoff probability. The Cubs are sitting at 99.7%, the Brewers 82.8%, and the Cardinals 66.5%. Very necessary win Tuesday or Wednesday night over the Brewers. The Cubs putting themselves back up four games. And I want to call out somebody on the Cubs because I'm also watching the game currently, the Cubs versus Nationals. You can't spell Bodie without OT. And he is Mr. Extra Innings for the Chicago Cubs, coming with a grand slam or a walk-off guy that didn't even come in extra innings. But uh, he's, he's shown up time in and time out putting the ball over the fence, and tonight he did it again at the top of the 10th with a double to put the Cubs up 5-4. They're now up 6-4 as we move into the bottom of the 10th inning against the Washington Nationals, a team that we believe has fallen out of the playoff race. And I'm excited for you to give your little thought on the NLS, their, their division you always keep your eye on. Their leading division, The division leader has only a 49.2% chance of making the postseason. That kind of blows my mind that they are not giving the Rockies the respect I believe they deserve.
0: Yeah, how about the Colorado Rockies, winners of their last five games going into tonight? They hold a a one-and-a-half game lead over the Dodgers right now. And then you've got the Diamondbacks sitting a half game behind them, Um, that being Los Angeles. Man, how far the Diamondbacks have fallen. It seemed like they were in first place the entire year, but the Rockies are just absolutely scorching hot. You've got Trevor Story, um, who had a three-home run game the other night and hit a ball 505 feet, which for any of you guys who have ever played baseball know pretty much how impossible that is for basically every other player <laughs> that you ever played with out there. Um, he's, he's talking his way into a little MVP conversation. I mean, you look at the left side of that infield, I think the most dynamic in baseball with Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado. It's hard for me to pick against this Rockies team right now. I mean, I think if you're L.A. and if you're Arizona, you got to be a little scared here because, like, like you mentioned, it looks like right now the two wild cards are coming out of the NL Central. Those are the two leading teams with Milwaukee and St. Louis. If I'm going to make a stand right now, I'm going I'm to take the Colorado Rockies. Roz, you got about 10 seconds left. Give us your
2: final thoughts. Just keep the Dodgers out of the playoffs. That's all I care about. Let's go, Cubs.
0: You heard it here first, everybody. This is the Sporting Edge. If you miss a show, you know where to find us. LibertyTalk.fm, amfm247.com. We will be back next week. We've got college football, we got the NFL, and we got MLB playoffs coming up. What could be better? We'll see you next week, everybody. Rice the Cub. Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Promoting
1: peace, liberty, and prosperity around the clock. LibertyTalk.fm.